0: What's up everybody, um, glad to be back, I hope you guys are here, um, I'm going to call today's episode updates and current events, and I got a bunch of websites open here of things I'd like to cover, and I got some warm coffee as well, and uh, a little bit of marijuana, but I haven't smoked it because, this is my first cup of coffee actually too in a couple days, I've been sick for about three days. On my ass the first two, I was like bedridden. I don't know what happened. I felt like the flu. My whole body was aching and I just had a sore throat, headache. Um, I don't know. I kind of had been going crazy the last three days as far as like skating and working and hustling and not sleeping that well. So probably my fault, but uh, I'm finally starting to feel better. That's why I was like, you know what? I kind of want to do a podcast. I was missing you guys. I'm missing this uh, platform. But I didn't really feel like having a conversation with someone. Just as my head's kind of still groggy. I'm not 100%. I'd say I'm almost there. Almost there for the weekend. Feeling better for the weekend. Which will be nice because I'm hoping it's going to be beautiful out. We can go shred. Because I've been shredding a bunch. Um, Okay. Well, let's get into it. First, we're gonna start off with kind of a somber tone, but uh fuck it, it's reality. We'll go right in head first. Um, you guys probably all heard about the London London bridge attack, the terrorist attacks in, in London. Uh, shit is fucked up. Before I get into this, actually, I'm just gonna state that like the world is fucking upside down right now. I'm sure you guys are aware of that. Um, being 34, I don't know, the world's always kind of been fucked up, I guess. But being 34, being who, where I am right now, and what's going on in my life, it's really hard to fucking tell what's true and what's not. And I feel like that's been, that's been a consistent thing throughout my life, but maybe I'm just more aware of it nowadays. I'm not really sure. I feel like even when I was younger, I was very aware of Of all the bullshit out there. Seems like in this world there's so much bullshit. So many pitfalls. I I feel like the whole fucking human design of our experience is set up... To... To to just put tons of uh, pitfalls in front of us. It's almost like people have designed... A fucking obstacle course. Where the majority of people... Are not going to make it through. And not even going to come close. If you fall in one of these fucking holes. There's a fucking alligator. Or if you fall in another one. There's fucking debt for thinking you're getting an education that's going to pay you. But instead they bury you. Or if you fall into another pitfall. There's some fucking cops that are abusing power. And locking you up. For smoking weed. Um. Yeah. It's crazy, and then if you look around in our current atmosphere of the world, there's—it seems like the people in power are bullies, or the people, in, and I'm not just talking about the the United States and the government. I just mean the people that hold power. They've made it off of the destruction of humans, and they don't want to let it go, even at the expense of the world. You know how fucked up the world is? You don't even know if global warming's real. You know? If that is a real thing. And and, and the majority of people, scientists, say it's a real thing. These are the people that study this. And we still, the people in power at the moment actually, don't give two fucks. So, it's so hard to know what's what. What truth is and what's not. I guess the only way to really fight it, the way I'm trying to fight it, is to keep my word. To try to understand things fully, try to feel things fully, internalize them, and make my best judgment. That's That's been my defense, my line of defense, pretty much my whole life. Because, like, <sighs> growing up, fucking chaos. Crazy adults, just going off the rails, losing their shit probably cuz the world was set up to ruin them. Um, but as a kid watching this, I just didn't know when anyone was telling the truth or if they're lying just cuz they needed needed to, you know, to survive or whatever the fuck this situation is. Um, but yeah, the world's fucked up right now. It's crazy. It's very confusing. And it seems like it's a game to people. Another thing that's strange to me is like People are just finally catching on to shit, cause the internet, I guess, to the atrocities in this world. There's, I mean, I've been seeing them since I was born, pretty much. I know if you grow up in a, a neighborhood, even a middle class neighborhood, but but if you grow up in like a projects or a lower class income family, you guys knew about the police ab- abusing their power. We knew about that. We knew politicians would just fucking lie to do whatever the fuck they need. They'll say whatever the fuck they need to hang on to power, to put them, they'll jeopardize people's health. We, we knew about pharmaceuticals, they're poisoning us, and just like, we, we knew that, Amer- I, I knew this forever. I knew America was free. So free, in fact, that you can be as evil and fucked up as you want, and get away with it. And actually gain power. And get into a position. And will forgive you. That's the crazy fucking thing. That blows my mind. I, I don't know where to go from here. And I'm sorry for this ramble. But it's been a while since I've gotten on the mic. And just talked from my heart. And I, I'm very appreciative for this platform. Um, so this first current event. I'm sorry to be a downer today. I don't mean to be. This is just what's going on. But uh, this first current event. ...is brought to us by the Evening... eve. I believe it's Evening Standard. Standard.co.uk And, I mean, I've seen this all over Instagram, Facebook. If you follow any skateboarders, they've reposted this. Um, but, apparently, one of the victims of the London Bridge attack... ...was a skateboard, skateboarder. Their title and skateboard hero, Ignacio Echevera... ...confirmed dead after rushing to save women... Save woman during atrocity. Sorry for my reading. First, the London Bridge shit is fucking insane. Terrorists going around just causing chaos, right? That shit's fucked up. That's hard enough to deal with. And then you got all these rich motherfuckers, political, powerful political people, using the shit to push agendas to fucking poison and ruin people's lives just to keep themselves in power. That's the other fucked up part of it. But let's get into it. A Spaniard who fought off terrorists using a skateboard has been named as the final victim of the London Bridge terror attacks. The family of 39-year-old and now analyst uh, Ignacio Echivera confirmed on Wednesday that he was one of the eight people killed on Saturday's atrocity. Um, the HSBC worker who lived in Poplar, was on his way home from a skate park when he was caught up in the attack which saw three terrorists mowed down pedestrians on London Bridge. These fucking pop-ups, you know what I'm saying? That's another thing that, I wanted to call this Grind, Grinds My Gear episode, but these goddamn advertisements everywhere, they just fucking ruin the, inter- the experience of the internet. They pop up in your face. We know this. We're going to slowly allow them to do it to us, too. till they put it in our eyes, and then there's pop-ups in our eyes. Fuck. <laughs> I don't mean to sound pessimistic. Because I'm really not, I promise. Alright. Which saw three terrorists mowed down pedestrians on London Bridge before launching a knife rampage at Borough Market. Man. A knife rampage. Eight people wielding knives running around London Bridge. 2017. Crazy. It's a fucking terrifying scenario. I remember not that long ago when the Boston Marathon was bombed, man. And I remember it was so close that... And even further back than that, fucking 9-11. Being in New York. I was actually on my way to New York. But just having... That surreal type of thing, that insane, world-changing, world-ending thing happened so close really puts it into perspective. Fuck. Um, so yeah, I can only imagine nine people, or I believe it's eight people, running around Boston with knives. That's terrifying. And this happened in London. I'm gonna switch up this page because the pop ups are insane. But I did find another one. Uh, Thanks to slapmagazine.com. Shout out, Slap. We got a love hate relationship. More love. I just love skateboarding. Even people that talk shit in skateboarding, I think you're the best as well because there's so much humor in talking shit. I'm not mad. Alright, here's what someone, uh, Ineffable Epoch. I can't talk today and I apologize. But uh, here's what he writes. Skater hero of the London attack. Ignacio went back home from a skate session when he found one of the biggest tragedies that the city of London has ever lived in many years. Um, The terrorist attack of this last weekend. He was circulating on his bike with the skateboard tied on his back when he witnessed how one of the terrorists stabbed a woman. On that moment, he got off the bike and hit the aggressor with his board while the other two hit him on the back and they left him lying on the floor. Some of Ignacio's friends tell the newspaper. After the struggle, his friends lost track of him and hasn't found nor identified yet. From that moment, his family has gone through all the hospitals of the zone, but they haven't found him. I actually saw, to interrupt the article, I actually saw that they, his family had announced that he, he was dead, um, due to the terrorist attack. That's so fucked up, man. He's just going home. Dudes are just trying to live and work and breathe and skate and ride their bikes and chaos breaks out. I mean, it's fucking amazing. He was, uh, he had the bravery and the courage to try to help. I wonder if that woman that he helped, it, where how she is, where she is. Said she was stabbed. Let me go back. Skateboard tied on his back when he witnessed him on the back. They left him lying on the floor. Wait, did I skip it? Oh, here we go. Witnessed how one of the terrorists stabbed a woman. I wonder if she's alright. Yeah, it's amazing, the courage, the bravery when shit goes down, you just most people don't even know how they're going to react. You know, if you've never been tested, you don't know. It's easy to be like, "Yeah, I'd fucking go after them and fight and stand up." It's almost like it's almost like if your government decided slowly to start implementing some crazy laws and rules that affected you would you start to go huh this is strange would you even notice it or by the time you noticed would the ship be already in place um but yeah and then if you did notice it would you be able to stand up to it and fight against it and and i'm not saying like fight against it in the protest type of way like make signs and that's definitely one thing we should do and that's a um that's definitely test democracy, test the limits of power of the people in power by protesting. That's beautiful, you know? But what if it went further than that? The thing I've been thinking about recently that's tripping me out is is what if, say, a government, any fucking government, anywhere, that they've already done this, but imagine if a government that you didn't expect started being crazy. Started going, hey, let's Let's build a wall. <laughs> let's lock all these people out. But then imagine if the next thing was like... Let's start to round them up. In large numbers. Like, would we would we realize that? Or would... There's too much fucking fake... Fake news. Real news. Who fucking knows? The water's so murky out there. It's crazy because we all have phones. I would hope that everyone would whip their phone out and film it so... You could see it. But... But, dude, I was watching another thing, and I'm sorry if I'm jumping around. I apologize. It's my first coffee in a few days. And uh, these he- these subjects are heavy, and they're leading me down rabbit holes. But I saw a, a video the other day of, like, CNN, I believe. And once again, don't quote me because I don't know what's true and what's not. But a video of CNN faking some news interviews. So video, they're faking it, setting it up. And like I said, it might not be true, but the fact that that's out there, how confusing is that to the average person? Most people are overworked as well. We're fucking exhausted. Especially if you're trying to pursue something you love and build it and grow it, and then you still, you know, and then you have your 9 to 5, and if you have a family, and there's only so many hours in a day, and they just beat you over the face with all this shit, um... But yeah, I mean, how the fuck would we know? Even if the videos came out. Hopefully there would be fucking 50,000 videos of what's going on and they would be identical. So we'd be able to be like, yeah, let's fucking go for this and help help out and stop this shit. But then again, what would you do? Would you go out there? We'd have to gather a bunch of weapons, right? Because we're going out there against fucking police officers and people padded up and things like that, you know? It's a horrible scenario. And I hope will never be in it and I hope more people less people will be in it in the future because that shit goes on nowadays There's, they call it dissent and fighting against the power and like you know, regime regime changes and all this crazy shit that's very real in a lot of countries you know third worlds and <sighs> to me it's crazy because I feel like we have more than enough more than enough to help everyone on this planet and to design something that could really help us prosper i really honestly feel that you know and and, I, and that includes like you know not hindering other people's dreams because you know i do believe that if someone wants to work hard and build this reality and help people that they could if accumulate some wealth and power and whatnot but within reason there's no need to like uh, it's so scary and to be honest I feel like the people that help you and help your life progress and help you grow and give you health care and safety, real safety and, um, real spiritual enlightenment, enlightenment, the people that help you on those paths, they should be, um, they should be revered for that and compensated correctly. Cause it's not easy. So I think it's just a shift in our paradigm is we got to and we may be on that path, and maybe these terrorist attacks and stuff like that are extreme extreme examples, but it seems to be happening more and more, right? Maybe just because there's so much more news out there and so many more cameras, we can just fully be submersed in this uh, experience and reality. Which makes me scared then, because it means there's a lot of people's reality that's into some crazy shit. Like, we just, we are what we eat, you know? We are what we consume. So if you look around, you see what's out there, the majority of content out there and stuff out there, that's us, you know? I don't know if it matters, because we have, like, in America, we have one of the biggest obesity problems, you know? And people just made fun of it, but I don't know how much that's changed. I'd love to see some stats. Um, anyways, sorry for the, the rant, but I'll go back to this article. Um, let's see. Although they said they didn't find them. Only 48 hours have passed since the terrorist attack. It's so new, it's insane. We hope to receive some news. Oh, a poor family. And then they find out, man. People are spreading the word all over the place. Slap message board saying all good things. Yeah, man, I'm... Uh, It's unfortunate that happened. I'm sorry to everyone who lost their lives in these events. I'm sorry to London. I feel extremely bad that we as a collective have to go through this. Um, It impacts our world, and I guess that's why terrorists do it. It impacts our state of mind, our safety, our security. Um, It causes chaos, you know? Maybe that's the goal. It's weird when, when political leaders are causing chaos, though change as tactics this always I've been trying to think about this forever um well before I get into that I just want to wrap this up that's a crazy scenario um unfortunate that th- those people had to give their lives up or they had their lives taken Ignacio that was amazing that he tried to help and defend in the midst of chaos he was brave and cu- courageous and um I commend that fully, and I'm sorry to your family and loved ones, and I'm just sorry that happened. Um, yeah, I've been thinking a little bit about our political system, and just how, because I've never been happy with it. I don't know who has, (laughs) but maybe you're out there, let me know. It's never helped me or anyone in my family, um... That I can tell of, but uh, yeah, I was thinking about the. So like for years and years and years, it seemed like the same people are becoming coming into power, right? Just seemed like Republican, Republican, the same agenda. I start I start thinking comparing it to today, you know, like there's the Iraq War, there was a Vietnam War, there's wars in between, there's, like. We were stealing resources, it seemed. Like, it seemed like we went to war just to take oil. Like, maybe I'm wrong, but, um, it seemed like there's scandals and our political elites lied to us to our face. Um, but just maybe with a little more class. <laughs> or maybe the fact that they lied to us, um, about serious shit and not just every mundane thing they could lie to us about. Um, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with any of this, but it seems like, it seemed like maybe like Donald Trump and his cronies fucking did what they had to do to get in power to overthrow the norms. Cause the norm, the normal power that had been in there had been in there for a long time. We all know that we're all sick of that. We're, the towers fell. All the oil crisis and fucking craziness. We knew shit was going on and that the same leaders had to follow some similar path and all this. And then Donald Trump and his henchmen came in. They fucked the whole system up, supposedly. But I don't know if it's a good thing. Because the way I've been watching the YouTube channel. They have a YouTube channel. Donald Trump's speeches and public announcements or something. and Him and all his crew... It's not as good as the All I Need YouTube page. YouTube.com forward slash All I Need Skate. (laughs) Chill. If you need a good skate break from the day. From all this heavy bullshit. If you just want to watch some epic fun skating. Like cruising around Boston, Providence, Taunton, wherever. We've been cruising all over the place. Um, Gooning came out. But yeah, I'll get into that later. But yeah, they have a fucking YouTube page where you can really see their character. And it seems like they're really showing who they are and saying what they mean, and then they're lying about everything else. So it's like you really can't tell the truth. They're lying about what kind of donut they had, but then they're telling you about some crazy agenda where they want to build a wall up again and separate us. Um, so you just don't know what's true. And that that theory actually is kind of crazy. I've been looking into that a bit, too, like... This might be the second globalization that's happened before. Um, and it's not a new concept. Or not that it might, that there had already been, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just think it's strange. Like it, To me, whenever it came down to voting and picking a president, it always just seemed like the lesser of two evils. And I never wanted to pick, because that's not a choice. That's kind of like, hey, here's your two flavors, vanilla or chocolate. And they're telling you you can vote on it. It's like okay. But what if the same people own both those fucking puppets? Then I only have one choice. Maybe there's variance in the flavor slightly. But it's one fucking thing. It's ice cream. You know what I mean? I love ice cream. But maybe this is a bad example. But what if it was dog shit? Then You can have slightly white dog shit or black dog shit. And you're like, uh, that's variety. Not to me, it's not variety. And especially when the agenda is like, okay, so when there's horrible agendas in one way, and then there's horrible agendas in the next way. So yeah, we get a different regime, but they're going the extreme opposite, which isn't good for humans. Basically, I feel like anyone that is in power, they don't actually care about humans. Or if they do care about them, they care about them enough to crop them up like cattle and use them to make enormous wealth and gain power. To me, it's fucking ass backwards. And it seems like anybody who like rises up with enough sense, speaks about this clearly, and can rally a group, ends up getting murdered. Or they can produce great music, Tupac, etc. I'm not saying they killed anybody, but I'm just saying they end up dying, or being murdered, or shot. Um... There's so many other people that stood up for like great movements and defend humans and say, look, we have to empower humans and, and we have to we have to learn how to make money off of actually building up humans and giving them health care and taking care of them and in mental health care and, and building up people so they can create wealth instead of using humans to create wealth and throwing them into a fucking grinder it's insane to me i'm sorry this is a long fucking rant but god damn it i know you guys feel the same if you do leave a comment let me know if you feel any way about this podcast today please fucking leave a comment get reach out to me that'd be really cool you can you can get me on instagram at anthony shetler you can dm me any questions or any remarks regarding this episode uh, I guess that's enough. I'm gonna wrap it up there, cause that shit's sad and depressing, it makes me angry, and I don't, I don't wanna stay there. I grew up there, and I've worked really hard to try to build a world around me that's just full of things I need. Like skateboarding, friends, and shelter, to be honest. Just safety. A home. And, uh, I know you guys are doing the same, so. I don't know what's up and what's down right now. But I do know I'm going to ride through this motherfucker. Because I'm 34 and I've been doing this since I was little. I was awakened when I was like 12, 13. Maybe even before that I was awakened. Because shit was going on. I never really had stability, you know. In my life. And uh then at 13 when my father passed. That was kind of the great awakening. Where I was like, whoa, I saw frailty. And I started being like, man, there's got to be a better way. We got to like... Life is short, like who fucking knows how long we're here Like we gotta just start figuring out how to design our own lives And figure out our own basic needs So we can move past them and help other people do that I'm still trying to figure that shit out Okay, moving forward We're gonna get into some of the skate updates um, That are less razor bladey, Where you wanna slit your wrist because you're depressed It's a horrible thing to say, I'm sorry. Alright. We are now at Transworld.net Skateboarding.transworld.net And it's funny because one of the guests, uh, legendary Chad Muska, little bit of controversy here. Not really sure how this one happens, but um, Transworld puts out an article um, stating Chad Muska announced on stray footwear i guess his new brand um let's see this is who jamie thomas was talking about when he said one of his favorite skaters was joining him on the team so apparently let's i'm gonna read this and it's actually from the muska that trans World quoted it it said i along with jamie thomas angel kabada i don't know how to pronounce his name i'm not i'm sorry buddy and a talented group of lifelong friends, skaters, artists, are proud to announce the launch of an all-skater-owned, affordable price footwear brand, Stray. The name says it all. We are straying from the all-too-beaten track to bring you an unapologetically fun brand that is out price priced-great. All without sacrificing style, comfort, or quality. Available July, blah-blah-blah, Stray, ch And in your shop. Whoa, one sec, we got an ad going in here. Oh, I guess when I select the website, the music comes on. Sorry about that, people. Yeah, and then it says, you're welcome, the Muska. So that's a direct quote from the Muska. If I'm reading that right, it says, are proud to announce the launch. So it doesn't actually say he's going to be skating for them. Yeah, but it does insinuate his involvement. I mean, for sure. And I believe he had another footwear sponsor. Um, but then I have looked at the Muska's Instagram because I'm like, I gotta figure this one out. Get to the bottom of this motherfucker. And uh, I look at the Musk, and there's actually a reply. And this might be older news because this is from a couple months ago, but I don't feel like there's not enough people. You know, talking about skateboarding related bullshit as far as news goes. I really don't. Or, like, just genuinely talking about it instead of, like, trying to make it more entertaining than it is, I guess. Let's see. So here's the Muska's retort. And let me say, the Muska was the man. He came on the show. You guys probably listened to it. Fucking authentic human, from what I can tell. It's one of a kind human. Um, But maybe a little, maybe this was a little tactic on their part. Maybe uh, his friend owned the brand and he wanted to help involve... I don't know. But let's reach the Muska. I would like to address the press release that was leaked yesterday. So it was leaked. We have a scandal. Uh, the funny photo of the Muska posted was him with American flag over him too. It's kind of funny. Alright, so the shit was leaked. <laughs> Is skateboarding that big now or leaking press releases? Um, and clarify a few very important facts... ...that were misinterpreted by the media. I mean, I just read it, though. I don't know if that was hard to... Maybe. I guess you could misinterpret it. I didn't quite understand it. But whoever wrote it, it was probably their fault, not the media. I am not leaving Supra. Okay, that's his other footwear. I just signed a two-year deal with them and look forward to our continuing relationship. The Musca Sky Skytop is my shoe. I've been involved in its design and watched it grow and evolve for ten years. super sky top franchise's legacy i'm proud of and i'm not about to give it up and will continue to support the shoe and supra with my ideas and designs i'm also involved in a lot of things in my life including art and design so when some friends told me they were starting a new shoe company i agreed to give them some help which was cool with supra so i would like to thank Everyone that has supported the Skytop product over the years and urge you to continue with me to do so. And also to thank our global distribu- distribution team and retails that continue to help. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so it seems like he's saying exactly what I assumed. He's basically saying he's on the same footwear thing. But I'm confused because that Transworld one, it was from him supposedly. So, I don't know. Seems like a little bit of a tactic just to get some press. But whatever. Good for you, Muska. <laughs> I'm a fan, so if it helps out, it helps out, maybe. Alright, put that one to rest. Um, moving forward. Update with World Industries. Um, I recently saw that a YouTuber put out a video titled, Is World Industries Back? Question mark Did Rocco hurt 90s skating? Hmm. And in this video... He got the ownership wrong first. He said we were owned by IE Distribution, which World Industries is no longer... Hasn't been owned by them in a while. And they're now owned by GBS America. So he got that wrong. So I'm guessing his research wasn't very good since we have Google and you could just type in 2017 World Industries and you would get right there. And you know what's funny is he went to the website... And he made fun of the website. He said it was simple, which you see simple. You say simple. I think clean and you know clean and easy to navigate. And uh, he even went to the website in the video. And it's the website clearly states who owns the brand and all that. So strange though. He definitely fucked that up. But he goes through, says that we have new decks out, quality decks, which is good. He didn't, you know. But he ended up saying he didn't back it, which is normally not a big deal. But he has 11,000 subscribers, so, you know, I felt the need to reply on his YouTube video as I'm brand manager. Got to defend it, and we're doing cool stuff with World. Kevin's uh, Kevin Clems, welcome to the team video. I just uploaded it to YouTube. It's unlisted at the moment, but uh, I'm probably going to be dropping it any day. Maybe Friday, maybe Monday. Um, it's heavy. I'm excited for you guys to check out Kevin's video. Um, Kevin and Sammy, Sammy Kern, Sammy Skates has been, he filmed and edited this part. So I'm excited for both Kevin and Sammy to share this with you. And we did bring back the decks as well. We have three decks out, Canadian Maple, 7-ply, great quality, made in the USA. Um, yeah, it's good shit. You guys already knew this. The decks are great. The apparel's all top-notch, made right here in Taunton um really good embroidery great shit so but you know he didn't really talk about any of that stuff he just talked about i, I feel like he's just trying to get clickbaits basically it's, it seems like every video it has the dude doesn't even skate but i can't i can't find a video of him skating um but he has all these videos about skateboarders and brands and dedicated skateboarders and he's kind of insulting them for a clickbait you know josh fast here's one here's the title Josh Casper. He could only do 10 tricks, question mark? I don't even like promoting it, to be honest, because more people are going to click on this shit, but, but for real. I mean, who the fuck are you? Josh Casper has dedicated so much of his life, which actually, this, I'm going to pause right here for a moment. If there's someone out there that you think I should reach out to, someone that's lived their life and and kept skateboarding in their life for a long time and dedicated a lot of their time, effort, blood, sweat, tears, whatever you want to say, to skateboarding that you think I should uh, talk to and hear their story or at least ask them how they're doing or what's going on or anything, um, please let me know. At Anthony Shetler, Instagram, just DM me, say what up, and uh, then I'll find a way to reach out. Or if you just have a contact, send me me an email if you know the person personally. That would be sick. Anyway, so yeah, fucking, apparently these people can just jump on YouTube, not really skate, oh, here we go, oh my god, I just found out, did Barley steal the Barley Grind, clickbait, you know what I mean? They're just trying to piss you off to get clickbait, and then they ramble on like a fucking bad TV show, like a ETV show, remember that network, ETV or whatever it was, and it was just like real cut, fast cut edits and some fucking corny dude making a half a joke that wasn't even funny and then showing you some video clip real fast. That's basically what they're doing. It's ridiculous. <sighs> this is the frustrated podcast. Um but yeah, so this video, he basically, you know, didn't really look into the brand, didn't really didn't really see what we're up to. Got a lot of facts wrong and he told that to his 11,000 subscribers. Luckily, I'm looking at all the comments. People kind of understand what World was and how it helped skateboarding for the time. So that's kind of cool. I didn't really have to defend too much. People kind of understood it, that this dude didn't know what he was saying. Um, But yeah, so that's another event that happened. And, uh, fuck. Let me see. Nice. And yeah, I guess I'll finish that update by saying World Industries is back. It's in-house with All I Need Skateboards, um, which I titled Shetler Industries. So we have All I Need Skateboards and World Industries as our two brands. Um, and we work together with sales, artist, skate team. And we plan on doing some trips in the future. Kevin Clem's parts dropping. Um, yeah, any day on our YouTube channel youtube forward slash world industries and they've given me the reins at world industries to kind of do what i want and to build the team and build escape program and that's what i intend to do and that's why i even brought this up because i just want everyone to know that regardless to what these fucking weird internet bloggers are saying that don't even can't even really research and figure out who the fuck owns the company right now which is annoying to me because that's like That was the first thing he brought up, and he got that wrong right off the bat. So then I'm like, oh, great, here we go. And I'm listening through it. Oh, it's exhausting. But, um, yeah, we're back. We're making great quality products, and we're catering to our online audience and core skate shops. And we're going to try to give back to skateboarding more than we take. That's the goal. And if that changes, you'll know because I'll let you know right on this fucking show. All right, moving along, my friends. Oh, here we go. Here's a more cheerful one. Not really, I guess. Not really. I'm Maybe because I've been sick. <laughs> I've been in a bit of an emo mood or I'm just focusing on negativity. <laughs> Who fucking knows? Um, I've been watching the, the second season of F is for Family. First, it's conflicting because Bill Burr is hilarious and laughter makes me happy. So maybe that's where I'm coming from. The dude's great. Fucking awesome. Who out there likes Bill Burr? Let me know. Like I said, Instagram. At Anthony Shetler. Or even better, at All I need Skate. That would be sick. Just DM. Just DM. Um, but yeah, he has his F is for Family. I saw this go up on Netflix the first season. I binge watched it in like a day or two. And I was like, yeah, this isn't going to make another season. Because it seems like anything I like doesn't usually get to a second season. But um, this did. Which made me really fucking happy. Because I was like, sick. I got... And I think they have way more episodes this season than season 2. I think they have... Maybe I can find it on here. I think it was like 16 episodes. Which is sick because I won't be able to watch it in just one day. But yeah, this this uh, season, I'm watching it and it's fucking heavy, dude. I feel like it's even more heavy than the first one. But maybe I'm tripping. I have to go back and watch the first one maybe. I watch things like 5 times. If I find something I like, I fucking watch it again and again and again and i burn it in because it's few and far between when i really like something and when i do i just hang on to it until i find something that's of that caliber but f is for family this season is fucking came in and i noticed all the just all the yelling the family i've like even recognized some of the the desperate sad moments in the show where it's like real human emotion and anguish they're really focusing on that I don't know if we're going to get the the happy ending at the end of the season that I'm hoping for. I'd even take a couple ups in the middle, you know? It's like, we could have some downs and then some, some highlights in the middle of good things, you know? But regardless, this show is fucking good. I enjoy it. And it seems to have real human emotion and, and captured through animation, which to me is priceless. And really, it doesn't seem to be placating to anyone. Um... Or maybe it is, I don't know. But it doesn't seem to be bullshit. It seems like it's giving you real-life, raw, uncensored-through animation. And you can just process it however you want. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's just made-up goobly got, You know, like, just to please us. So, I'm really enjoying F is for Family. I want to hear what you guys think about that show and about Bill Burr. He's classic. I've always liked him, and I like that he seems to be... Uh, growing and changing in his style and his approach in comedy. He seems like he's not as angry (laughs) inside, (laughs) which is dope, you know? We're supposed to get a little happier. I don't want him to lose his cynicism completely, but just, uh, you know, take that backpack off a little bit, you know? A lot of the burden we put on ourselves... A lot of the burden we have is put on by ourselves, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Um... Yeah, this is one of those shows also that I could see having a, Could see myself having to take a break from. It's funny because it's kind of like Tupac's music. I love Tupac's music, but it's almost too raw, or too much at times. Like the songs, there's a lot of music. Tupac made a lot of music in his life, thank God. Um, I wish he was still alive. There's a lot of people I wish were still alive that would help us, and they would have grown to be great. There's a lot of people. You can name them all um but his music yeah i listen to it and i love it but then i can get caught in that like that rebellious not even rebellious but the angry sad focusing on the negative because you want to change it but then sometimes you get so caught up in that it just weighs on you for months and months and sorry it's blowing off the dust on my keyboard and, and and I can get caught up in that I haven't in a long time But I, I'm wary of it So now I try not to OD on stuff like that Because you can get addicted to the struggle You know what I mean People do that And the truth is life is a ride So like you don't have to just be addicted To the side of the road with flat tires You can like get the car rolling Have fun, enjoy it And then the flat tire happens You can remedy it And you can realize other people get flat tires You can try to help And then you can get back rolling. But there's a balance in it somewhere that I'm trying to find. So I I feel like F is for Family is one of those shows where it focuses primarily on one aspect of life, which is real, which I can connect to. But I don't want to live it again, again and again and again. So I I think I watch a couple episodes, give it a break. Watch a couple episodes, give it a break. That's what I'm trying to do. The first season was so short, I just kind of binge-watched it. But yeah, I'm backing it. Bill Burr's a comical genius, one of the best. And F is for Family, so far, is pretty fucking clutch. Alright, moving along. Okay, updates for all-I-need skateboards. As you guys know, all I need is the baby. And for me, personally, all I need is skateboarding. But all I need is for whoever. We all have our needs, you know? It is what it is. We currently make skateboards and apparel and some oddity stuff like glassware. Like I think we might still have four all I need cups, glass cups. They're coffee cups, but they're big ones. So they could be like a soup cup. It's pretty clutch. I love these things. I think we have four left on our online store. Um, but yeah, we make some random stuff like that as well. And we recently just released a new t-shirt. Which I'm, title, I'm titling the Jack shirt. Because it kind of reminds me of a Jack in the Box. But it's a crisp white tee. I believe Bella canvas. Super soft. Good fit. Um, true to size. So if you're a large. Because I'm a large. It's a good fit large. Not too long. Not too big. Um, doesn't parachute out. Fits the body right. Um, but yeah. Paul Francis Lambert designed this t-shirt from scratch. Uh, and he nailed it. I filmed the whole video. Of the process of creating the new Jack T. And you can check that out on our website allineedskate.com. It is titled All I Need Skate in Design with Paul Francis Lambert. Oh, because what I did was... Paul's been my friend for a long time. And he actually did, I believe, like the first 12 boards for All I Need. The Sign Series. He did our first four logo boards. um, Our cruiser board for Dan McGrath. Filmer Cruiser Board. Uh, there's more, I'm not going to rem- remember them all, but he designed those and drew them out and it was so cool. And then I started working with Peter James Glenn, who does our current artwork, but I wanted to work with Paul again. And I really liked, um, I wanted to work with Paul again in a different facet because I really liked his, uh, all of the apparel he produced. He, he produces like a bunch of a one, one of a kind, uh, pieces of apparel, which, so I reached back out to him and I said, let's design like a line and produce it. And he did. He, he got me back designs and apparel and everything we wanted. And I was like, let's start with one piece at a time. We'll put it out and uh, get it out to the people. We'll do super small runs. And once they're gone, they're gone and we'll move on to the next piece. So if you want to check this out, this video, you can go to the website. I already told you all on Eastgate.com, and check out the new t-shirt. I'm stoked. We went to his house and uh, he lived in this beautiful town. His house, his family's house was beautiful. And in the basement, he had a full like artist studio set up with uh, a manual screen printing machine and everything, a dryer. He even made all the screens right there. It was such a sick setup. I was really impressed. He even had a projector pulled down, everything, so you could watch skate videos while he's making t-shirts and, and printing boards and hoodies. Uh, I filmed all of this. And he also lives near a really sick skate park called Tiverton Skate Park. Which we went there first, I believe, and we shredded. I filmed Paul skating, and I skated with him too. So the edit has a shred in this epic park. And uh, then the the actual creation process of our new Jack too. Uh Yeah, I guess this is a good place to just say thank you guys Thank you to everyone out there that has copped an All I Need board Or t-shirt, or, or hat, or anything we've produced Or coffee cup, or nug jar um, Thank you, because this keeps the show going And helps support the All I Need movement Which uh, I'm really proud to be a part of So yeah, and then let's move forward I think that's it as far as current events go yeah i think i'm gonna wrap it dude I, I haven't i really like i said i haven't felt good in three days i'm feeling a little better now i might walk the pups oh that's what i was gonna tell you about actually i wrote it down somewhere but last night we went to training dog training for elwood and emma it's because they're fucking crazy emma's a wild beast she's just like a puppy she looks like she's two three years old maybe but she's just built like a miniature pit bull. And she's a good dog. She's a great fucking dog. She loves humans. Like, she just has some bad habits that I don't know how to break. Or I got some advice last night, which hopefully will help. But I got to figure out how to implement it into my life and remember to do it. Because it's so easy to slip back into routine of just like, oh, thanks for telling me all that shit, but then just not do it, you know? Like, one of the advice is what, one of the one of the things... That the lady told me was like, don't just leave their food down all the time. Because that's what we do. We just leave their food down for Elwood and Emma, and they can eat whenever, all the time. Because she was... And I guess this is a problem because the lady was trying to train Emma, but Emma didn't give a fuck about the treats at all. Elwood, he loves treats. He'll fucking... He'll roll over He'll fucking do whatever you tell, he'll stand up, twirl around in circles. He's adorable. He'll do whatever for the treats. But Emma could give two shit. She wouldn't even listen. She was like trying to pull the whole time into the other room. The lady was like, yeah, well, that's because you give her the food all the time. They just know they're going to get the food. There's like, there's no balance in power because they don't have to listen to you at all. So they said, try to keep the food up, put it down twice a day for about a half an hour. Let them eat. Um, and then hopefully we can kind of use the snacks as like a bribing mechanism. Because like a lot of the problems that happen with El mostly with Emma, is she charges at the door when my lady's clientele comes in. And they come in multiple times a day and they're ladies. And if they don't have pants on, Emma's jumping up with her fingernails, scratching at their legs and shit. So I need to find a way to get her to listen to me because she don't listen. And another thing with Emma is like, if she sees another animal, she goes berserk. She wants to fucking kill him. Kill mode. I'm not lying. I don't understand it. We rescued her, like a well, rescued, we sound like saints. We adopted her. We went and got her from somewhere. We basically got a dog that had baggage, you know? Both times. Amber and now Emma. I miss you, Amber. Amber was my beagle who passed. Uh, I haven't thought about it in a while. But anyways, Emma, she um Another thing she does is when I let her out back, I try to, like, make them wait before they come outside, but she'll just dart out the door and run to our neighbor's fence and just start freaking out on their dogs. Like, kill mode. It dies out after a minute or two, but, like, it's just not good. I'm like, holy shit, that's insane. And one time she actually jumped up on the fence so hard she ripped her fingernail off and was bleeding all over the place. We had to take her to the vet. They put some sawdust on that bitch and fixed it up. She probably charged me 200 bucks. Probably more. I don't fucking remember. But yeah, and then another time, Emma... I opened the door for like a half a second. And she just saw a dog across the street. And she ran full speed across the yard into the road where she could have got killed. And attacked this other dog. Pinned it down by its throat. One part of me, I was like, that's pretty gangster, you know? Like, she got... she like, Mike Tyson but the the real part of me was like god this is such a bad habit and if she got hit by a car and like that poor neighbor's dog the neighbor shouldn't have to put up with that shit so yeah we're trying to get him some training and uh turns out the fact that they have food all the time is not good cuz she won't give a fuck and it's not like she's a bad dog she does listen for the most part but she just goes into this like intense mode that she just won't listen you know so Trying to figure it out, and Elwood on the other hand, he seemed to be perfect. And by perfect, I just mean he's a little bitch. (laughs) He's just he'll listen intently and do whatever you want. He has no fight in him. (laughs) He's so domesticated. (laughs) You know what I mean? He's just like he'll listen. The problem with Elwood is he barks so much. So like when the clients are coming in, like six, seven, eight times a day. Elwood's barking the whole fucking time until they come in. And that, in turns riles Emma up. And Emma just charges at him to say hi, basically. But she's coming at him with the fingernails and... Just jumping up on their nice clothes and stuff like that, so... um Yeah, we're working on it. I'm trying to figure this out. I've kind of been mad at my lady because... When Amber passed, my Beagle Amber... I did not want another dog. Because... To me, it's like you're signing yourself up for a loss if you're lucky, right? Because you're going to outlive the dog if you're lucky. And most dogs only live for like 10 to 15 years depending on the size. So I was like, I don't, like Amber was such a hard loss. She had um, ulcerated cancer all over and it was our first time dealing with it. So we kind of let it go on longer than we should have. Just because we couldn't part with it or face it, like I mean, I faced it. I was peroxide and cleaning these cuts and basically fighting her back so I could clean her her sores. It was one of the one really really rough thing that I experienced for sure, and it went on for weeks. And uh, I had to take care of her, and it was fucking horrible. And I kind of like my lady. I had to like talk her into it. I was like, "We got to do something about this, man." My lady got someone to come to the house and put it down. It was brutal. It was really fucking brutal, you know? And after that happened, I really did not want another pet just yet. I just wanted to give it some breathing space before I fell in love with another one. Because you know it's going to happen, right? It's not like... I Literally, she could have brought any any animal in. And the animals are so... Most dogs are so chill that like I'm just going to fall in love with it instantly. I knew that was going to happen, you know, and I and I just wasn't ready to sign myself up for another loss. But Amber passes, did this, handled it, and then um, I don't even know how long after. It wasn't that long after my lady just showed up, another dog. And she did it for Elwood. I don't want to make her seem like an asshole, but she did it for Elwood because Elwood, he's home all day when we're like working and stuff. He's by himself. He needs a buddy, you know. So I get it. But, man, I did not want to deal with... I didn't want to set myself up for that so quickly. And, of course, now that Emma's here, it's like, fuck, I would have been so bummed if Emma wasn't here. <laughs> She's classic, man. The whole time I was sick the last two, three days, her and Elwood both were just laying on top of me in the bed. It's like they knew I knew I was sick, so they just stayed by my side the whole time. Like troopers, like real dogs, you know what I'm saying? Get at me, dogs. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I bummed you guys out enough. I hope not. That wasn't my goal of today. It was kind of just to touch on some real shit and have a conversation. Uh, Or maybe not a conversation, but just to be able to talk out loud and hopefully get some rapport and feedback. It would mean a lot. Uh, I'm done for today. Last thing I want to say is if you're on YouTube... Please give us a follow, youtube.com forward slash skate. Videos going up weekly. I'm about to drop uh, All I Need Skate in Taunton. We just went around, cruised, a bunch of footage. Gooning came out on his first session that I, I was able to get with him since the weather's been nice. And uh, it was fucking sick, dude. I'm hyped for you guys to check that out. And also, don't forget to check out the new Jack T. Um, cool thing is if you cop anything from the sponsors of the show, All I Need Skate or World Industries, if you go to their websites, allineedskate.com or worldindustries.com, it goes into directly supporting the show. So that means a lot as well because the show has been great and I'm really happy to be a part of this with you and um, till next time, my friends. Peace.